0: welcome to the rv podcast this is episode 424 and this is the one year anniversary of our owning rv land
1: what's it been like stay with us we'll talk about it hello everybody i'm mike wendland and this is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride jennifer I see you've got your Nashville That's sweatshirt right. on, I've got my Tennessee sweatshirt on, and this is in honor of our uh, discussion topic for today, which is our first year of owning RV land. What have we learned? What have we done? We're going to talk about that coming up, because it's uh, literally a year to today, and um, we are amazed at the progress that we've made in developing it and How much we enjoy it, right, like you say.
0: Yeah, we have really come to enjoy and love this land. We've fallen in love with the area of Linden, the small town community that uh, is very pleasant to be a part of. We love the open spaces and uh, having room to explore and look around.
1: So what we've done is we kind of put together a retrospective look at the past year since we bought the property, how we found it. Uh, what we've done for it, and then uh, we'll answer some of the many questions that we get every week. So, uh, without any further ado, our main topic for this week, our first year of owning RV land.
0: We're in mid-Tennessee, and uh, we're looking for um, some land so that we have a place to camp anytime we want, and we can invite other people to join us, and uh, so that's what we're looking for.
1: Now, we've, uh, we're have we here because we've actually done a couple of stories on... Uh, on people who have uh, bought their own RV land and we kind of really fell in love with this part of Tennessee. It's centrally located and it is really wild country and if you know us you know we love to boondock.
0: And it's an hour and a half from Nashville
1: where we have uh, our son lives there and Nashville is just like the coolest town in America these days.
0: Right so we've got wild beautiful land and uh, if you want action it's not that far away
1: and it lives it's right next to a really cool little town called linden which we visited a couple of months ago and really like that too so uh so i don't know we've got uh, some property we're going to go look at and uh, we'll see where this goes
0: before we went down we called up satellite maps of the development studying all the details right down to street level views
1: we identified several parcels that we really liked, but to make a choice, we jumped in an ATV with the developers and put boots on the ground, hiking boots. So the people who have bought, what mm-hmm. what have their, their stories generally been? What, what do they wanna do?
2: Well, typically, you know, a lot of people are from out of town, so um, a lot of people wanna bring their RVs, uh, in the, but at some point when they sell their houses, wherever they are from, because they're from, you know, anywhere in the United States, they come and they want a place where they can uh, build a house. So they love it because in the midterm, they can use the RVs on the property. And that's what's so nice about these properties is you can have your RVs and a lot of a lot of areas, they won't allow that. And uh, and you can you can live your way out here. I mean, it's it's your land, your way
0: pretty we liked everything we saw but one five acre parcel in particular stood out lot 25 it had everything we wanted but to be really sure we had to spend the night on the land in our RV
1: now we're boondocking and I've had to turn the porch light on on the RV so there's enough light for me to talk to you but this is pretty spectacular. None of this has been cleared yet and this is the hunk of land that we are thinking about. It's uh, about five acres or so. It's on a slight plateau. A lot of pine and uh, we'll be able to take a good look at it come daylight tomorrow. But um, we just had a boondock here for the night and see what it's like. We're gonna have the windows open. It's just beautiful. No road noise. Nothing. It's just us. Just us. This is what we like.
0: This is lot 25. It's a bit of a triangle slice of land.
1: About five acres?
0: Yeah, five acres.
1: Now, one of the things that's neat about this is that it is right on this road, this county road. And uh, there's some advantages here because they are putting electricity through this road. So we would have electricity right here and we could easily run it in. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is also water on that road. And that means you wouldn't have to drill a well. You could run water. And uh, next year, they tell me that there'll be fiber optic cable. Uh, so that's that's great for internet. Uh, let's uh, take a look. This is the lot. You want to walk back and see All what right, we let's got? right,
0: take a look at it.
1: So we spent the night, you know, we were right off the road. Now, <laughs> we heard one vehicle go by the whole night. But still, I would rather, I'd want to be... You know back in the woods as far as we could be the first thing we'd want to do is put in a pad right for the harvey mm-hmm.
0: that's number one
1: so i guess that would go back in here somewhere i'd like to not be seen from the road <laughs> if, if that's possible
0: you know I'm, I'm trying to envision i i need markers and lines so that i can see exactly where the land is if you think that five acres is um Four football fields. I'm trying to imagine four f- football fields here. <laughs>
1: so back in here is where I think you'd want to build the pad, right? Right in here. That would be
2: perfect.
1: And that would be, you know, that's pretty flat right in there. Yeah,
0: that's great right there.
1: And that, then there's a, excellent. And there's the road out that yeah. way. That's not. Uh, that's not too bad.
0: Yeah. This is, this is really good.
1: It's so quiet, isn't
0: it? Yeah, I, I love the quiet.
1: Well, let's walk through. I want to go see what, what that's like down there. It's kind of a hill over here, down there. We are on kind of one of the mountain tops in this area. So there's some altitude. I think I'd probably put a septic tank in. So you'd you'd be all set for the RV and you could actually have several people in here. This is a big area. And someday, if I wanted to build, you can see a cabin in there. I have to walk around and explore a little bit more. All right this is pretty uh, It's pretty steep. And then it goes quite quite a bit down here. So these are all like, we're on, they, they're building this property as kind of mountain top and, and that's kind of what it is. very nice that's a good workout in the morning this is very nice back in here this is really nice, look it's like a little cathedral I wonder I can see the RV right up there but if you brought a little road in and you camped right in here. This is the spot. This is really nice.
0: If you're wondering what kind of pine trees these are, they're loblolly and you find them in the south from Texas to Florida. In all, we looked at four different parcels. We like them all, but it was the lot where we spent the night that most captured our imagination.
1: You'd say which one it is then.
0: I'd say it's 25.
1: I'd say it's 25. You'd I say t- it. I
0: told you from the beginning.
1: <laughs> 25 it is.
0: A <laughs> lot, 25. I, okay, a big thing with 25 is that we don't have to worry about the road. The road's gonna be taken care of. But it's a
1: county road, so it's, it's county, county maintained. We've got water, we've got electricity. Uh, it's all right there.
0: On the other side, you got more traffic on the county road versus think the much. private road. We
1: spent the night and we saw one vehicle at night.
2: Yeah, but the neighbors haven't all moved in yet. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to build back off yeah, that road. That. You're not even going to see the road. That's the beauty of these lots. They're they're so large yeah. that you can have mm-hmm. privacy. hmm
1: OK. Well, that was pretty easy. Yeah. There you go. You put in the-
2: all right. Let's do this together.
0: All right, let's stick her in.
1: Ooh, hey, I brought you luck. There we go. There you go. Aha. So that's our choice. We have made our choice and it's ours.
0: Yes, so now we've got to have a few of these trees removed so that we can put in a driveway and a pad and a septic field. And uh, it's gonna be fun to dream and plan about what we're gonna do here.
1: The woodland's development encompasses about 4,500 acres of rolling wilderness, and we bought our property exactly one year ago, just after Thanksgiving 2021. At the time, we bought the first section of the project, and it was a huge hit. Many other people bought in the weeks afterwards, and now, 12 months later, the company will soon open up and hold a one-day sale for the remaining parcels of the land and that's coming up on December
0: 10th. This final section has amazing views, beautiful woods with riding trails and rushing creek frontage.
1: And all of this is just 90 minutes from Nashville, one of the hottest real estate markets in the country. In fact, they call our area Nashville's big backyard.
0: We thought it would be fun to give you an overview on what our first year of owning RV land has been like, and maybe answer some of the many questions we receive about it.
1: We met with local contractors. We walked the property with them, identifying an area a couple hundred feet off the road that would make for a secluded campsite. So you may want to pull in then from this direction, and because they could have your taps on I mean, the driver's side, this side. So they put all your septic and your hookups on this side so that you can hook up to it. And uh, and then they can run the septic system down here and it'd be good for a gravity feed for your septic system. It'd be
2: a pretty view, too, because you're going to be sitting up a little bit and, yeah. and seeing the trees. It'd be a beautiful view.
0: The contractor guided us through the permit process, recommending that for septic, we get a tank big enough for a three-bedroom home in case we decided that someday we want to build a cabin or a home there, or for investment purposes, should we someday want to sell.
1: We decided on a U-shaped driveway and three full RV hookup sites. Within a week, we started clearing the trees for the driveway and the campsites. Electricity, we'll just run it back to the, uh, to the campsites from there. The neat thing about the electricity here is that when they run the the electricity down these telephone poles they're putting in, is they um, are also running gigabyte speed fiber optic cable.
0: We couldn't stay away. We came back as often as we could, boondocking on our property. We got to know Lyndon, even attending last year's annual Christmas parade. So while we're down here, we
1: heard that the town of Linden was doing its annual Christmas parade. We couldn't wait to get out of the woods and hit Main Street.
0: I absolutely love small town America. I can't wait for this Christmas parade. Is that cotton candy?
1: Yeah. That's pretty good outfit.
3: Well, thank you very much.
1: Look (laughs) at (laughs) that. Oh, not only an ugly Christmas sweater but a whole <laughs> outfit. <old> <laughs> and you came formal.
3: Yeah, Mickey Mouse. <laughs>
1: Over the winter and as spring came, our three campsites took shape. The septic field and the tank was dug and installed. We tapped into water out front, and then by midsummer, the electricity was installed. We put in 50-amp for the fifth wheel and 30-amp hookups for smaller RVs at each site.
0: By early fall, we had gates and a fence installed. And we brought our new RV, a 32-foot fifth wheel, which we keep on the property for extended periods. And we named our property
1: Loblolly Ridge. After the beautiful Loblolly pines that surround our spot, we invited friends to camp with us. We started to meet our neighbors, hanging out together and enjoying campfires and camaraderie in a beautiful natural setting
0: so what's it been like for us this past year owning this land it's been pretty easy we found great local contractors who we were able to get to help guide us through all the different things you need to do to develop the land so that we could camp there when we,
1: when we first started you know we were really one of the initial buyers there were oh, maybe a half dozen a dozen mm-hmm. or so who had bought before us and uh, there really weren't a lot of local contractors. We hooked up with uh, Jonathan, our main contractor. But since then, there are a lot of others that have come into the area. And um, one of the, the things that uh, we, we're doing now is developing, well, what do we want to do with this property next? We've been surprised at how we visited it every single month of the year. We have, uh, from the cold of winter, uh, where we even got a couple of snow flurries once uh, last January, to the 95, 99-degree heat of, of August. But we found that it was very livable. We had air conditioning, obviously, mm-hmm. with our electricity. And uh, and the climate was good. One of the things that we were surprised at is how few bugs there were.
0: Yeah, when we were there, we weren't bombarded. No, so wait. it was comfortable.
1: So w- one of the questions that we get asked a lot is how are these properties sold? And as we kind of noted in that uh, video recap uh, that we played for you on both the audio version and the video version of the podcast. Um, they typically sell these. Uh, the company behind it in uh, on a single day. You know, they're they're. It's a pretty remote location, so they don't have an office that they stack uh, that they staff around the clock. So what they do is they pick a day, and a Saturday, and they invite people to make appointments, and you come out and look at property. You talk to a sales rep ahead of time. You go to the website myrvland.com book your appointment and um, when you come there'll be a couple three parcels that they'll have that you can look at that match you know what you've just said you wanted in it and they do these always in one day
0: that they do and like when we went they had three different parcels that they showed us and
1: uh, well we actually looked at there was a fourth yeah, there parcel. Was a fourth yeah, one. we looked at we looked at four.
0: I forgot about that. But
1: but that one that we that we liked uh, lot twenty five right right away we yeah. knew we wanted that one.
0: Lots of pine trees, lots of trees, a uh, little bit secluded, five acres, going down a little inclined, and yep. surrounded by lots of space. the
1: hollers, <laughs> the, uh, the hills and the hollers. Um, the next day they're doing one of these sales is as we said is Saturday, December tenth and again their website is myrvland.com um, and
0: the prices are going to start at 79000
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they start at 5 acres and they go to 65 About acres
1: 65 acres i think is the largest that they have available this is the final phase they will will probably have a couple more sales maybe but this one will they'll be starting to sell this final phase of development and we should point out that these properties are are virtually Uh, unrestricted. There is no HOA. Uh, You can camp, you can hunt, you can build. Um, If you love nature, uh, if you love peace and quiet, you're going to love the the woodlands. And taxes are just a couple hundred dollars a year, a few hundred dollars a year. We just Mm -hmm. paid our taxes for the year and it was like...
0: Less than 500. Yeah,
1: less than five hundred dollars for five acres. So that was pretty cool.
0: And now there's another bunch of RV land that's being developed that we want to go look at and that's in Arizona.
1: Yeah and we've uh, interviewed them before but uh, this is probably just as good a time for us to do uh, their regular weekly message that they present and then at the end of that we'll do an update with them because they're having a big sale also on December 10th. There seems to be a pattern of how RV land uh, multi-acre land is being sold on these one-day sales so Uh, The one that uh, uh, is in Arizona is called Greenwood Ranches. One of the most exciting developments for RVs is happening out west in Arizona. Western Land and Ranches is selling five-acre high elevation ranches just off the famous Route 66, the birthplace of the American road trip. Prices start at only $39,900 and these are beautiful secluded tracts of land surrounded by majestic mountain ranges with sweeping valley views. The high elevation is a unique microclimate as well, giving you cooler temperatures, green grasses and tree cover, making it unique for desert property. The community is in the center of it all, close to the best of the West. Grand Canyon, Las Vegas, Lake Havasu, Lake Mead, Lake Mojave, the Colorado River, Flagstaff, Sedona, and Historic Williams. If you're tired of crowded RV parks and paying high fees for sites, well, ownership might be right for you. This incredible collection of mountaintop properties called Greenwood Ranches hit the market and it's selling out fast. There is no HOA. You can build a house, a cabin, outbuildings, or just RV. It's your property, your way, 100% ownership. Visit the website to get details and set up a showing ArizonaRVLand.net. That's ArizonaRVLand.net. So like the Woodlands, uh, they're doing a one-day sale at the Greenlands on December 10th as well. And uh, for those out west who want to know, we uh, got a hold of Eric Posniak, who represents the, uh, the Greenwood Ranches, and we asked him to give us a quick update on uh, their RV land. Well, joining us right now is Eric Posniak from Greenwood Ranches. And Eric, uh, since we last talked, how has it gone? I know a lot of people have been out there looking at him.
3: Oh Mike, uh well first of all thank you for uh, having me back on here and uh it has been going fantastic. Uh we had a wonderful wonderful uh sale uh back on uh, October 12th. Uh we had people from all over the country come out and uh uh you know take advantage of some of this uh land that we, we were offering. Uh it was a special day, you know, it was Veterans Day, lots of American flags flying and what a better you know no better sight than uh, the old historic Route 66 and uh, you know, our, our property was very, very well received and uh we sold a ton of property and probably could have sold more, but the sun went down.
1: <laughs> well, that's a good problem to have. But uh <laughs> you are now in the closing phase of that, uh right? Uh, what uh, what's next?
3: Yes, that that's correct. So um we, we are gonna have one final sale. Uh it's gonna be on December 10th. And uh you know, we we have a smaller amount of properties available, so these appointments are going to, uh, going to be extremely limited. Um, however, uh, we have some great properties still available, and this is really an opportunity for people that couldn't make it to our last sale, and uh, it's just a great way to end the year.
1: And the best way to get a hold of you guys is through your website?
3: That That is correct. A
1: beautiful property. It's neat to see how fast they went. Just goes to show how much interest there is in property. Own your own RV property out west.
3: Yes, especially when it's as special as this property.
1: All right, Eric, thanks for the update, and uh, best of luck.
3: You bet. Thank you, Mike. Take care now.
1: And again, that's December 10th for their sale, so thanks, Eric, for the update. When we come back, the RV News of the Week. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborn batteries. battle batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster. They charge fuller. They're longer lasting. They're maintenance free and battle borne batteries are protected by a 10 year guarantee. Now in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have and they will probably be the same on your rig too. Battleborn Battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborne batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com/lithium. rvlifestyle.com/lithium. Welcome back now time for the RV news of the week and just a a last call for those of you for our who follow us on uh, RV lifestyle our blog. Uh, This is the uh, last uh, call for the current giveaway we have we're giving away two waggle pet monitors these are really awesome systems that uh, keep track of the temperature and the humidity inside your RV you can have your pet there and it, you set a, a limit either above or below. Whenever it, it, it reaches, uh, exceeds that limit that you set, it will send you an immediate alert. You can also call up that app uh, on demand and see what the temperature and the humidity is inside your RV. If you travel with a pet, it's a great thing. We're giving away two of them, uh, and the contest ends on Sunday. Uh, so you wanna make sure you uh, you enter the contest. It's, it's free, it's a sweepstakes. You can enter as many times as you want rvlifestyle.com slash sweepstakes rvlifestyle.com slash sweepstakes And And, don't uh,
0: forget to tell them about the discounted price.
1: Oh yeah. If you order before the contest ends they'll give you 55% off if you use a coupon code. and You can find that at that same address rvlifestyle.com slash sweepstakes. So the RV News of the Week. The first good news is that gas prices have been dropping. Uh, The time between um, Thanksgiving and and the new year is traditionally the slowest uh, travel time of the year, uh, except for, you know, Thanksgiving travel after you take that out of the factor and a little bit for Christmas. But particularly for RVers, it's the slowest travel time. So naturally prices are, have been dropping since Thanksgiving. Um, but travel picks up again and I'm sure the prices will as well. The first wave of snowbird RVers generally starts most years right after Christmas. Uh, with uh, Arizona, Texas, and Florida being the uh, the top snowbird destination for RVers. So.
0: I remember that with my parents. It was after Christmas, and then it was Thanksgiving, and then it ended up being Halloween. They got yeah. out of town They kept getting Halloween. out a little earlier. They yeah. needed to get warm.
1: Yep, that does happen, doesn't it? It sure does. All right, what do you got for us this week?
0: Okay, my story for today is? Uh, last month's RV wholesale shipments showed the market dramatically cooling for most RVs, with Class Bs and Cs being the two exceptions. Overall, the RV Industry Association is reporting RV shipments down 43.7% wow. last month. 43.7%
1: decline. Down yeah. from
0: compared to October of uh, 2021. But uh, when you break it down by types, the number varies specifically. Uh, for instance, fifth wheels are down 53.7% between October, 2022 and October of 2021. All travel trailers were down 47.8%. Class A's were down 14.7%. Yet camper vans, class B's up 11.1% and class C's were up 11.7%. And, uh... But by far most RVs made are towable trailers and fifth wheels. And the RV industry's wholesale shipments each month and uh, said the declines are a part of, that's just normalizing what has been a boom in the industry for the past several years. Adding the industry is still on track to deliver a top Five years.
1: Don't you like the way they spin it? I mean, they've dropped in sales almost fifty percent, and they say, "Well, it's part of normalizing." But
0: well, you don't know what it was before. I mean, there was well, that, they were. It was crazy. It you went know, crazy with but, COVID.
1: But still, it's 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 a significant decline yes. in sales. Uh, Although that bright spot remains, as it has even before the pandemic, Class B camper vans and -hmm. and And smaller Class Cs, C's. they're still Mm -hmm. selling pretty good. And Mm -hmm. they're still increasing still. They sure are. There was a really sad story out of Zion National Park last Mm -hmm. week, and it kind of illustrates the dangers uh, that are out there in winter camping. We have um, talked a lot about summer hiking and how you have to take enough water and all of that stuff for you. But uh, cold temperatures uh, are also extremely dangerous. And a woman died, and her husband had to be rescued. When they were on a hike at Zion, they were in uh, that area, that popular area called the Narrows. Mm -hmm. And it was a 16-mile hike that they were doing. The woman uh, began to get cold, and the husband as well. They both uh, suffered hypothermia. Um, the husband, uh, the wife couldn't go on any further and they were in the middle of nowhere on this, in the trip. So he left his wife in the tent in the morning, tried to bundle her up as best he could and he went for help. But by the time rescuers got there, she had died. Temperatures had gotten down to 19 degrees And that they night. were
0: fairly young. He was 33 and she was 31. Yeah. So in, young and, and healthy. Pretty good
1: shape to do a 60 yeah. mile winter hike. But again, um you know, uh, you really have to take some precautions when you're outside hiking in the summer and in the winter.
0: Yes, campground prices have been rising and a survey this week from the Dirt Camping app found almost half of the campgrounds they surveyed raised their rates in Mm. 2021 and about the same number, just shy of 50%, plan to raise them again this year. Hmm. 2023.
1: There's an interesting quote from the DIRT CEO. If I I'm going to read it. He says, America doesn't have enough campsites it's because it's, camping is so popular now. Uh, this is Kevin Long. He's the CEO of DIRT and he says, national and state parks are booked up uh, months in advance, are not able to add capacity. Here's the quote. It's three times harder now to find an available campsite to book than it was pre- pandemic three times harder wow and we have seen that that is another reason there is this boom in people buying their own rv land because you can be sure that you have a place to go if it's your own land Mm -hmm. and three times harder prices were raised um half the half campgrounds raised them last year and they're raising them again this year so uh, this is a serious issue you know but
0: covid caused people to get out there and camp and obviously they liked it
1: i guess they did yep all right, when we come back, we have the RV questions of the week, so stay with us. When we're in a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country, and there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just want to shop. In fact... Electrical accessories, must-have gadgets, check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. Welcome back. Time now for the RV questions of the week. Who's our first one?
0: All right. This is from Susan. And Susan says she's an avid RVer and has been doing so for probably 15 years. I found it to be extremely relaxing and a great way to decompress while teaching for 36 years. I recently retired about one year and a half ago. Along the way, we have met so many wonderful people that we call friends to this day. About eight or nine years ago, we purchased a used RV and had asked the previous owner if the bearings had been repacked recently. He promised that they had. Well, that obviously was not the case as we were driving down 75 in South Florida The entire wheel came Mm. off the single-axle trailer, and the trailer and truck spun, and we rolled both units Mm. until we hit a tree. The RV and the truck were total losses, but we walked away fairly unscathed. Since then, I am extremely hesitant to tow a vehicle of any sort. I would like to know the do's and don'ts of towing a small single-axle trailer through the mountains. We will be traveling up to Ohio next August and just purchased a brand new 2022 teardrop for this endeavor. I told my friend that I would not do so if pulling one of our two much larger travel trailers. We are now in possession of three travel trailers. (laughs) You better catch up, Mike, (laughs) (laughs) which we uh, use for different activities. I would love to know how to reduce this fear of driving especially in areas where you see runaway truck ramps. Thank you, Susan.
1: Wow, Susan, three trailers, huh? Ooh. Well, you haven't been too frightened from it because <laughs> you've obviously have uh, done a lot of RVing. Um, you know, it is scary when you are going up and down hills and towing something. Uh, We've gone up and down the Rockies towing a trailer behind uh, a small motorhome, a small t- uh, towable. And, you know, the big dangers that we found are, one, uh, overheating the brakes. The brakes will overheat if, and they will get extremely hot. Um, you know, you've got a lot of inertia that you're trying to slow down and control. Uh, and then you see those runaway truck ramps and you, you think, oh, my yep. gosh, so what would I do if that happened to me? So your brakes are your biggest concern. You want to make sure you know how to downshift with your, with your transmission on your vehicle. But my thing is really experience. I mean, people do this all the time. Uh, yes, you had a bad experience. Uh, you, I mean, that's a terrible accident, and you are very fortunate that you were not more seriously hurt. But I guess uh, more experience and have that vehicle carefully checked by your a trusted mechanic before you take off on a long trip. Uh, monitor the pressure in the tires. Uh, under-inflated tires are... The biggest danger out there—they overheat, they, they shred, and they explode. And then you have to watch out for winds. You got to uh, take a a, a of, of the weather, and you want to make sure that if it's going to be windy, just wait a day. Wait until mm-hmm. the winds die down. If it's icy, be very very careful, because you know once the trailer starts swaying too much, you can lose control. All that is to say, people do this every day and you just need more experience i think uh in in um in traveling uh, out west and up and down small mountains
0: <laughs> i'm sure whatever vehicle you're taking you're going to have it thoroughly checked before you start this great adventure
1: yeah uh, I, I think that's the this the secret just really get it checked but if you have three travel trailers and you've been doing this for all those years uh you're you're not a rookie, and uh, I can see that that would that terrible accident you had would always be in your mind, but um, but just go slow and be safe.
0: I'm wondering if you can step out, and you've got three vehicles. Take the medium size <laughs> instead of the teardrop. Go up one, and uh, get it all checked out, and go slowly, and uh, have confidence.
1: And it's great to great to hear from you, Susan. Thank you for for writing us. We've got one that came in from Peter, and Peter says, I own a camper van that is not all season protected. Very few are, Peter. So Mm -hmm. he says, they say there are heat pads for the tanks, but the pipes to the tanks are not insulated and could freeze. What do you recommend to keep them from freezing? I see different types of insulation tapes, but not sure which works best. We'll be in Western North Carolina. So you'll be in cold temperatures in Western North Carolina in the mountains there and, the, and near the Smokies, uh, it's gonna get below freezing and you are going to have to protect that vehicle, not by wrapping tape around your plumbing system in the RV. That tape, that heat tape is really for those who have uh, are hooked up to water. And if you're running running water, keeps your hose from freezing. But to protect those pipes underneath, your best bet in the winter is to run antifreeze, winterize your RV. Yes, I know you have heated pads, but um, uh, you really should, the safest thing is to run antifreeze through those pipes. Use uh, bottled water for your fresh water supply. Now, that said, if you don't do that, you can do what we have been working with on our fifth wheel. You can... Uh, put some sort of skirting around the bottom of your motorhome to keep the wind from blowing through there. kind of creates a warm air pocket, which helps warm the, the, the floor. Uh, by all means, use those heat pads for your running water. Uh, run a electric, if you have, you, I'm sure you'll have electric cups, run some electric heaters, those little ceramic heaters, mm-hmm. So you're not, uh, so you're supplementing what you do with the propane. Some people put a heater underneath the vehicle to kind of keep some warm in there. There's like milk house heaters, they call them, or small little electric uh, heaters. Um, but just make sure they don't get too hot. There's nothing flammable. They're not gonna catch something on fire. Safest thing, run anti-freeze your system and use fresh water. Uh, there's a, a whole website. If you do a thing on winter camping, look under, under um, Facebook. I have been following it because it's very interesting to how many people are actually camping in uh, year-round in really cold, cold weather, and uh, so they have a whole thing of staying warm, winter camping. It's uh, you can just search that on Facebook and you'll find that group, and you might get some other ideas. So there you go. Uh, you got a question? Got a comment? Anything you heard today? We would love to hear from you. Our email is Mike and Jen at RVlifestyle.com. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you next week. Happy trails!